Still going through the offseason. Now we're focusing on Marcus Smart. A lot of you people say trade him. I'm saying they misused him. Use him more. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device. So, subscribe, open up your favorite podcasting app, get the show as soon as it drops. Hop onto the YouTube channel if you prefer to watch the show, I'd love it if you did. You can jump into the comment section there and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, a few of you did let me know what you thought of yesterday's show. I'm going to just jump off right here and just say I apologize for the quality of yesterday's show. It was it was my 2-4-16 shooting night. So uh, it happens. I apologize. Um, there will be plenty more Jalen Brown discussion for me to make up for it as this offseason progresses. So uh, sorry about that. I'm John Corrales. I used to play once upon a time. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And uh, today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's show is all about Marcus Smart. And today's show also includes my buddy, Tom hey. home. What is up, Tommy underscore NBA? What is up? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. We're ready to head into the weekend. This is the Friday podcast. We're, you know, just enjoying, enjoying a nice mid-June. Now that basketball is completely over, I got to do my crash course for the draft. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. This is the first year in a while that I have to do a crash course for the, for the draft too. This was not like my... Uh, that is surprising I, for you. I know, man. I know. I was off my game this year from a scouting perspective. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm... This is, but this, honestly, it's like it's kind of fun to try to catch up the way that every other beat writer usually tries to. It's <laughs> like, ooh, let me uh, let me watch a little YouTube. I think I got this. So uh, this when Ben, this guy's name is Scoot. This guy's name is Scoot. Draft him number one. Scoot. I need a Scoot on my I need team. A scoot on my team. Yeah. Why aren't people talking about these individuals? <laughs> yeah, I've had a, I haven't heard a word about them all year. This is crazy. This guy is huge. He is very good. Why isn't there anybody talking about dribble? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the one guy in the Boston Celtics who really can dribble, and it's Marcus. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is Marcus Smart's season uh, in review, and Marcus Smart remains polarizing, remains the uh, – and, and we get into fights over it, I I am pro Marcus Smart. I remain pro Marcus Smart, and understanding that he is now starting to get to the close to aging out. Like he's going to start. Um, he takes such a beating, and all of that that it's in part of when we go later to talk about trading or keeping in, in the long term plan. Uh 
you know, I get that at some point Marcus Smart's time is going to be up. I, I just continue to think that he's misused. So let's look at his stats over the course of the season. 11, 11 and a half points for him. Uh, just another typically not great shooting season. 41.5%, 33.6% from three. He said it after the C, after the uh, game seven loss. He's, you know, I'm going to go try to work on my shot and, and try to be what these guys need me to be. So let's – I think this is this is the one season where I, I might be having a, a tough time, like, fully grasping exactly what his full impact was, Tom, because I think this was, like, two – two seasons kind of rolled into one. There was the first couple months of the season, the October, November, December, up until that point, that flashpoint of Robert Williams returns, they're playing the Warriors, they lose to the Warriors on the road, and everything starts to sort of crumble after that, and they were never quite the same team. Prior to that, Marcus Smart was awesome, awesome. Uh, November, he yeah. averaged 8.2 assists per game. December, he was averaging seven assists per game. He was, he was shooting, uh, fewer three pointers. Uh, his percentages were, were way up. It looked great. And then you have the January, February, March, where he's averaging, uh, somewhere in the February, three and a half assists, March, 4.7, April, just, I'm not going to count April. It's one game. Um, it's like two separate seasons for him. So did he have a good season? Did he have a bad season? Yes. And yes, like he had, he had a good season and a bad season, both at the same time, one after another. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think early in the season, one of the things we saw often was just how focused he was on distributing. And, and we've talked about it a lot on the pod. Like, you know, it's been something you've really been harping on is like, when he's and I, I suspect I'm uh, getting into a point that you're going to get into later, but when he uh, when he's a passer, he's awesome. And like right mm -hmm. when when that's his primary role. When he's a point guard, he's he's really good at it. He's 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 really good at distributing. He's really good at kind of um, doing that point guard thing that we that we talk about. It when, when this guy hasn't gotten a shot in a little bit. All right, let me get him a shot. This guy hasn't gotten a shot in a little bit. Okay, um, you know Jalen's calling for the ball, but I haven't gotten this guy. I'm going to wave Jalen off for a second and you know find the guy cutting to the hoop like whatever it might be like smarts really good at that stuff. And then, you know, the thing, I mean, it's just, it, honestly, it's great that he's going to go work on his shot. I don't doubt that Marcus smart works hard during the off season, but it's just like at some point, like you just kind of are what you are as a shooter. And like, you know, we've gotten this far in his career and he's been a unbelievably impactful, useful, helpful player throughout his career who just isn't that great a shooter. And, and he's improved, right? Like, I mean, there were, you know, there was a time when he was the worst shooter by volume in NBA history, right? Yeah. Like he was taking a ton of shots and was just awful at them. Yeah. Um, and he's gotten a lot better from there, right? Like when the Celtics are, when the ball's moving around the perimeter and smarts involved, it's not out of the question that he's going to make the shot. Like, you know, guys have to close out on him. You know, he'll make some shots yeah. from time to time. That's and like, like you said, he shot, it's like he shot 25%. He shot 33%. Not great. Could be worse. Could be, could be a lot worse, right? Could be could, a lot worse. Could be when he shot 28%. From yeah. three, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, I'm, yeah, I didn't 20. pull the twenties out of, out of nowhere. Like he's shot yeah, yeah, yeah. in the twenties before, um, yeah. but yeah, like and, and so it's it's great that he's going to work on his shot. But I I I'm kind of with you on it where it's like, okay, so the defense slipped this year, and that was somewhat due to injuries, like no no question. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, you, you look at cleaning the glass. He was, I, I, I believe the defense was, was a little bit over three points per hundred possessions worse with him on the floor this year. And like those stats have never been super kind to him. It's more like you kind of see the impact schematically in, in what he does. But um, yeah, man, it's like a little bit of a defensive slip this year. He certainly wasn't the defensive player of the year this year. He wasn't the best defender on the team um, yeah. this season. Um, and, and when you just kind of add all that stuff up, it's like, I still think Marcus Smart is an unbelievably useful player, but I just this this was kind of a, a weird, tough season for him, and I, I don't think it's all his fault, and I don't think it was he was always used correctly, but I also just don't think that, you know, he was as good as he has been in previous seasons. I'll I'll just make the obvious parallel here, when the focus early on in the season was playing with pace, moving the ball, whipping it around. Marcus Smart was awesome. Yeah. When the the focus turned to like super heavy three point shooting, it was like I I don't know when. It's not like they began the season just so focused on the three point shooting. I think they began the season just moving the ball around, and I think a lot of the threes came organically. Then when things started to crumble a little bit, they really, really, really seemed to put a heavy, heavy focus on three point shooting. And yeah, that's kind of where Marcus's offense kind of struggled a little bit. Like, no kidding. You're, you're, you're focusing on the worst part of his game. Right. So, right. you know, what do you expect to happen with Marcus Smart out there? You know, and because we mentioned this with Malcolm Brogdon, because Brogdon never really quite fit with Tatum and Brown, you had to keep, and, and, and not only that, because Brogdon wasn't quite the defender that they had hoped that he would be. Like, I'm not yeah. saying he was bad, but he wasn't the defender that they had hoped, right? Like, they, no, they had for hoped. For sure not. Right. Yep. So you needed to go with some kind of hybrid. What, what, okay. We're going to sacrifice some of the shooting and hope that you just get Marcus in the corners. And, but, He's a better defensive player, despite his deficiencies this season. Still, better defensive player than Malcolm Brogdon was, I think, easily. Yeah. So, it, it was again. It's a disservice to Marcus Smart because once again, we're at a point of how was Marcus Smart used, and that's going to be what we continue to talk about when we come back. First, today's show is brought to you by. Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh. That gives your leg, gentlemen, that truly sculpted look that you're looking for. Hey, let's be real here. It's barbecue season. You're going to be going into some backyards. You want to show those legs off. You want people to be like, oh, damn, look at you. You've been doing some squats or something? Oh, those Bird Dogs are going to show off those legs. Uh, they fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. And this anti-stink sweat wicking fabric keeps you cool and dry all day hell at that party you can jump into the pool and come back out and dry off and still look stylish that's what these things can do they're great they look great and if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on nba you can get a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nba for a free yeti style tumbler so you look good you feel good and you get a nice cold drink. I mean, 
maybe I'm telling myself on a little bit where I first go to a cold drink in the tumbler. But what are you going to drink? A coffee at that party? No. You're going to be traveling around. You want to keep that drink cold. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA. Get yourself some really cool shorts, some really nice shorts, and get that Yeti-style tumbler. You will not want to take off these shorts. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. You know what we've got on the Lockdown Podcast Network right now? Our mock draft special. It's here, and it's bigger than ever. Follow along with the entire first round in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver all episodes. Every single one are available right now. They're all available on the Locked On NBA Big Board feed on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's bring Tom back in. Let's continue our conversation about Marcus Smart. And I'm Tom, Tom I'm, sick of, I'm sick of talking about how Smart is used. And this plays into the trade or keep conversation. People in the comment, the comments are going to be full. Comments right now in this podcast are going to be crushed with trademarks. No, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. Because it depends on on kind of almost like when are you paying attention to what Marcus is doing? Are you paying yeah. attention to him being a point guard? Then great. That then you probably like me. You say like that's the guy. Uh, he's fine as a point guard. He's actually pretty good as a point guard. When he's not used properly. And he's shooting too much, and he's standing in the corners, and he's your floor spacer. Ugh, that's a problem. We said that coming into the season. Here, I got, I got a few different stats, but here, here's one that really bugs me. Smart passes, just passes per game during the regular season. 45.1 passes per game. In the playoffs, it drops to 39.5. Jason Tatum. Passes during the regular season, 45.4. In the playoffs, it jumps to 50.8. So the passes go from Marcus Smart's hands to Jason Tatum's hands. The offense runs through Tatum over and over and over again. Now, we said this in the Tatum podcast. I've said it, I think, in the Jalen podcast. I'll say it in every podcast, probably. Moving Smart off the ball and... uh running the offense through Jason Tatum every once in a while. Yeah. Obviously sure. You want to throw, you want to vary your offense and he's your best player and you want to run some offense through him, obviously, but that's all the Celtics do. That's all they do in the playoffs. It runs through Jason. And after that Jalen, and then after that, maybe Marcus, but I, I cannot stand the Celtics getting away from their point guard doing point guard things and it, it, unless they either move off of Marcus and just say, we're going to go with that shooter and we're that point guard is going to essentially be a shooting guard. Either you just do that. Right. Or if you're going to keep Marcus smart, use him the right way and run your offense through your point guard, who is actually capable of getting you eight assists per game and maybe more if you ran it through him more, can get you high assist games, can run your offense, can occasionally hit the shot, but mostly he can run that offense. He can get deep into the paint. He can hit. He can post up. He can hit that little you know fade away in the lane. Very effective with that. He's the only guy that can consistently hit Robert Williams on rolls. He hits Jalen Brown on those cuts. He, you see the impact that he has. Either 
commit to that or commit to the other thing. But stop, stop messing with them. Stop messing with him. Stop messing with us. Pick a lane. Yeah, and I, th I honestly, I, I think the weird thing is that either lane works, right? Like, y like you said, I mean, you've made the case a hundred times, and I think correctly that, like, yeah, I mean, if you like, don't misuse smart. Like, there's there's a thing that he's good at. Like, let him do the thing that he's good at because it's, you know, presumably as a good point guard, he's going to make everybody else better too. The other option works too. Derek White's really good. Derek White can play off the ball whenever you need him to. Like that. Like, if if that's the if that's the route you decide to go, then that you know, that works yeah. just as well. I feel like, you know, like, I mean, then, then you've got a guy who can, who can hit threes. At least he did this year. And I mean, I think, I think it looks to me like the improvements were real. Um, I'm sure you'll, you know, get to that on the Derek white pod, but then, you know, with like with, with smart, it's like, but, but it, it's tied together, right? Because they have the guy who they should be using the way they're using Marcus smart. And then they also have Marcus smart. So it's like, yeah, I, I think it really is as simple as that. And and what's interesting to me is this was the first year, you know, there have been a bunch of seasons where I've been like, I mean, like, what are we doing here? Why would they trade Marcus Smart? You know, this is stupid. He's like, you know, a big part of the fabric of the team. This was the first year where it was like, okay, now you've given yourself such crazy guard depth that you have to have the conversation about each one of them, frankly. I mean, maybe, sure. maybe less so White. He's just so versatile. But like, you know, certainly Brogdon and I guess, you know, Smart too. Like, you, you can start to have the conversation now of like, okay, like what direction should they go there? And you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's an easy answer. And I, I don't think you know that the Celtics are going to have a particularly easy time with it this off season. But like, one way or the other, I mean, yeah, I think it's 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 lane picking time. Like you can't kind of keep coasting in between the two like this. I just, I feel like every one of these podcasts just brings me right back to the if you the more you run your offense through Tatum the more you're giving the defense exactly what it wants. You know, if if you're facing, if you're coaching against the Celtics and, and you're saying, okay, who's who's the guy I really need to take away? The number one guy you want to take away is Jason Tatum, right? Like he's he's their best player. And you say, okay, let's let's yeah. try to. Yeah. We saw in game seven that uh, an ankle injury takes away Jason Tatum. There you go. <laughs> there you go, right? And, and, and because they run everything through him all of a sudden the rest of the team starts to lose confidence in in it should normally be okay Tatum's hurt we're going to use him okay we're not gonna we're not gonna play him he's not gonna uh we're not gonna play him you know on the wing where he's uh gotta drive and pass and cut let, let's let's try to like run some post-ups for him Let's let's put him in a spot where he's dangerous. Let's play him like Al Horford. Let's have him spot up. Let's just shift this and say Tatum's not really mobile. Let's have him spot up. And we could just run our offense through Marcus and have like let's use Tatum as a pick setter. And he's yep. still dangerous and he can set picks for uh Jalen Brown off the ball and and you can read how pe how that that's being switched and somebody can can dive and smart because he's a great passer, can find the guy who slipped the screen because he can read it as, as fast as anybody, and boom, there's your bucket. To me, that's how it should go. But because it goes through Jason Tatum's hands all the time now, he has to if, – if he doesn't have the ball, everyone else is like, oh, God, what do we do? The one guy who our entire offense runs through is, is down, and we don't know how to, how to react anymore. It's been kind of like beaten out of them. They're con they're, they don't have the confidence to do it. They don't have the reps to do it. I just feel like 
there's an obvious answer here. And it includes more variety in the offense. It includes having a point guard who can distribute. And that guy is Marcus Smart. He is your best distributing point guard. Derek White has, you know, he can drive and sure he can drive and kick, but he's not your distributing point guard. Yeah, he's not. He's right. He's he's going to hit some floaters. He's going to hit some threes. He's become a great shooter. Malcolm Brogdon is more of a distributor than Derek White, but wasn't really much of a sure. distributor over the yeah. course of this. So so there's and neither of them are close to smart. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So as always, how he's used is at the heart of how well he plays. And he's not so good that you can just plug him into anything. He is he has a very specific skill set and on offense and his true value is the defensive side of the ball, what he can do there. And if that's if that comes back and and he's like you know, I don't know, he he his hip or his whatever it was that was bugging him, he kept he kept going to that all season long. If that gets better and he can he can come back and be healthy and get back to somewhat of what he used to be defensively, using him that specific way on offense makes him a valuable player. It's as simple as that. Um there's there are more a couple more stats that come into uh when we continue the discussion of trade or keep Marcus Smart. Well, whoops, that is not the look. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> I'm learning the buttons here. Okay. I'm learning the buttons here for people on YouTube. We're going to talk about that next. First, today's show brought to you by Game Time. You want last minute tickets to something to do this weekend? You know, maybe, maybe you didn't plan ahead to some show or you didn't realize some show was going to be in town or you didn't realize some concert was going on. You're like, oh man. I want to go to that game time app. Boom. Last minute tickets, the best price, their lowest price guarantee gives you, uh, if, if you get the same seat in the same section, same row for less, you get 110% of the difference. So you make sure you're getting the lowest price. Uh, you got cancellation protection in case the event gets canceled for some reason, job loss protection. It's all there. It's an easy way to find and buy tickets for every kind of event. It's not just sports. It's, Music, comedy, theater, all of that stuff. Uh, you can get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you get there and sit down. You know exactly the view that you're going to get. And you can buy these tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, you're all set, and it gets sent directly to your phone so you're not that person scrolling through the email because you forgot to, oh, God, oh, holding up the line. We all don't like that person. Don't be that person. Use the Game Time app. It goes directly to your phone. Snag the tickets without the stress with, with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LockdownNBA. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LockdownNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. I want to invite you back next week. We'll have another full Monday through Friday week of podcasts 
Uh, Monday through Friday, all month long. We're going to start to focus on the draft a little bit more. Monday through Friday, all through July. So it is a daily podcast. Make sure you are subscribed. Tom, trade or keep Marcus Smart? We're having the discussion here. It seems like they're at a spot, especially with this new CBA, that one of the three guards is probably, probably going to go. Maybe not. Maybe not. Doesn't have to go, but they're gonna they're gonna have to make a decision. They're all making close to the same money. White and Smart are in the eighteen million dollar range. Uh, Brogdon's at at twenty two. Where are you? Where are you landing here on Smart staying or going? I would lean toward stay. Like keep keep him. I would lean toward keep him. <laughs> trade Brogdon, I think. Um, I mean, pencil me in, you know, don't, don't, <laughs> don't write this in pen because like, it's hard, man. Like these guys, I mean, like, I mean, this would, this would be the case between any three players plucked out of the NBA at random that they like all have very different, different like skill sets. Right. But like, I just think like, smart brings a bunch of stuff that the Celtics just don't really have elsewhere. Like if you're getting, if you're trading Marcus smart, I feel like you, something has to be coming in that gives the thing that he gives. And that's hard, man. Like, and and I mean, especially from a point guard positions and, and somebody who's been playing with these guys for a long time, somebody who's developed, you know, chemistry with these guys for a long time to me, smarts tough to trade from that perspective. Um, And I mean, I'm, I think the world of Derek White, I, I, I would not trade him under any circumstances. Um, I think I've established myself I pretty clearly that. on the, uh, the Derek White bandwagon. But, um, you know, it's just like, w- w- like even with the, the, the three-point shooting struggles, even with, with all of that stuff, it's just like, like where else are you getting what, what Smart brings to the table? Um, and, and, if, and if your idea is to replace at, like just the ball handling part of him, fine like if that if that's what it is that's fine but like um the, the other stuff that's going to be taken off the table when you take Marcus Smart off the table is going to be significant like yeah it's going to be hard to replace that I I I just I like I'm I don't think Marcus Smart is a perfect basketball player I don't think that he's like I don't think that he's completely untradeable by any stretch of the imagination sure but I do sure. think that it's just going to be so hard to to replace him on this team for the role that they have that it's like, I, I just think if you're the Celtics, you got to start looking elsewhere. I don't think that that's, I don't think that's your guy. Yeah. I, I do I, think it's your guy. I don't think it's your guy to deal. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I feel like there's, there are so many unanswered questions about Joe Missoula going into his second year that yeah, I don't know. That's true. That's very true. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that Missoula because of his heavy, heavy three-point focus, turned Brogdon into more of a shooter than anybody expected him to be. And he shot very, very well, so he kept doing it. And they just kept using him in that that way. And I just feel like if the focus was a little bit different, then maybe Brogdon would have played differently. And I don't know, I can't say for sure, what the case would be because we only have the one year of Joe and the one year of Brogdon and it, you know, the one year of all of these guys with Joe's I, it's, it's a very difficult kind of position to be in organizationally. 
what are they pushing on Joe Missoula? They clearly, like, I don't think Joe Missoula went to Brad Stevens and said, Ooh, hey, Sam Cassell is available. I think Brad Stevens went to Joe Missoula and said, Hey, I got a name for you, Sam Cassell. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he, Joe, yeah, 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 yeah. Sam's like, Joe, Joe's like, hmm, okay, I'll consider them. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> oh no, Sam's in the other room. Uh, he just signed his contract. He's coming in to shake your hand right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's already he's got your parking spot from last season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I think that there is a lot that, if we're being fair, there's so many questions because we have the one only the one year and because he's so young and because he's so new and because he got the job days before the season started and maybe he just said all i know is three pointers win games i'm just going to lean as heavily into this as possible and when i have a plan to put together for over the summer maybe joe can sit there and be like okay the three point thing is is not exactly the way i want to go here um the, the the issue is uh I shouldn't say, I shouldn't phrase that as the issue. I, I I think that Joe puts on a certain face with the media. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a you know, that's a front. And I don't know how much of that he really believes. It's something that he sells and he wants us to believe it and he wants fans to believe it. If he's gonna stick with this shooting thing. Which I'm not, and all of that was to say that I'm not sure if he's going to stick with that. Right. If he does, then there are questions about whether Marcus Smart should stick around. Yeah. You know, because yeah. his style of play suddenly is less important to Boston. If you're not going to, like, if you're not going to focus on the defense the same way, and if your focus is going to be on having everybody out there being 39% three point shooters or better, then. Either Smart moves to the bench or he's gone. If they're going to come back next season with the focus the way it's supposed, the way I think it's supposed to be, which was the start of the season, then you got to keep Marcus Smart because last season, here's a stat that I want to put out there. Last season, regular season, the Celtics were, the Celtics got out into transition 13.8% of the time. Marcus Smart got into transition 14.6% of the time. So he pushed the pace more than the team was normally willing to go. You take that 14 point, that, that extra percentage out and that drops, you know, below 13 or somewhere around 13%, whatever the math is, yeah. but whatever it is, he drags the number up. Smart pushed the pace more than other people. Other people wanted to slow the, the game down. I want Smart out there pushing the pace, distributing. He is a pass-first guy despite all of the shooting. I think the shooting is because of the position that he's put in. I think he wants to be a pass-first guy, and I think the numbers bear that out when you look at November and his 8.2 assists and his 9.2 field goals were only 4.6 of them were three-pointers. Then at the end of the season, he was up over 10 field goals and half of those were three-pointers. In March, in 15 games uh, in March, 
6.3 of those were three-pointers. And that's not because Marcus Smart thinks he's Steph Curry. Right. No. Marcus Smart clearly knows he's not Steph Curry because he said after the season, I got to work on my shot some more. It's because they use him wrong. So we either use him right or demote him slash trade him. And I'd prefer to keep him and play the style of play that he's very good at. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's reasonable. I think, you know, to, to your point, just to, to back up slightly to your point about Missoula, I also think that like he puts on that front for the players too. Cause you can't be, can't really be wishy washy with like your, no, we're going all in on three point shooting. And then like, Tell people, well, I'm kind of only doing this because like Ime kind of screwed us all over. And then like the players are like, okay, I don't, I'm to work. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start gotta... freelancing now. Thank you very much, Joe, for all you've done. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think, I think it is reasonable to think that like, hey, there might be, there might be something different coming down the pike. And if it does, if, if there is, like, if there is like a, a chance for him to put like a whole philosophy into place that isn't just like efficiency seems good. Maybe we should do efficiency. Like, if there's if there's a little bit more to it than that, I do think that there's a real chance for for Smart to excel, and I think, um, you know, like, I, I don't know, man. I'm I, I think we're on the same page here. It's just like like it's, it's just gonna be hard to to replace all that stuff, and it, it, you know, if if you if it's hard to replace it, you know, keep them around because there's, there's gonna be there's gonna be plenty of challenges from a roster building perspective coming up for this team. Um, so like, you know, trading Marcus Smart and getting back something that helps you like eat, like that, that even gives you like 85% of what smart does is going to be tricky, like yeah, really yeah. tricky. So mm -hmm. like, just, just, just hit the, hit the single here, you know, keep, yeah. keep him and hit the single. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Keep, keep, I the, agree. keep the ducks on the pond. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I know plenty of people in the comment section are going to be like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You got to trade smart. What are you guys saying? Blah, blah, blah. I just, this is how I see the game. This is how I see the game. I think that he wants to be the guy. He wants to be the guy that played November, October, November, December. Yeah. I think and that's he, what he wants. He says that all the time, too. Like, it's like, and, and you can just see it out there. Like, he looks like he's just having so much fun when he's just dishing and diamond everywhere, you know? Like, yeah. just like, it just looks like he's having a great time. Like, like, yeah. Kinda, kind of running the show, you know, like, Ooh, I'm going to, you know, like, it's just like, I, it's, it's very clearly what he likes. He's talked uh, like hundreds of times over the course of his career, how like, you know, I'm a point guard, I'm a point guard, I'm a point guard. It's like, it's very pointed. Like the yeah. Celtics have not always allowed him to be the point guard because they had Kyrie because they had Isaiah Thomas, because, you know, they had Kemba Walker, like all the stuff we talked about this a hundred times, but like yeah. he's talked about it a hundred times and he's right. He hasn't always been able to be the team's point guard. So, you know, here we are. Let him be the point guard. Let him be the Let point guard. Let him be the point guard. Or they, they, trade him. Just do one of the two. Like. Yeah. No, right, right. I, I just personally, I loved the style of basketball that they played October, November, December. Totally. That, that was the best offensive basketball that we saw out of the Celtics. I want to see that style of play. Yep. That's And that's Marcus Smart. That's Marcus Smart at the helm. Tom, thank you so much hopping on. Appreciate you. As always, appreciate you, my friend. And I appreciate you all listening, you everydayers who are here Monday through Friday with me. Thank you so, so much for still being here. The off-season rolls on, but we're here Monday through Friday giving you podcasts, talking about the, you know, we're in full off-season mode now. So we'll we'll see whatever things pop up. We'll talk about them, and then we'll just continue our our breakdowns of individual players and what we can expect next week. We'll get into guys like Al Horford. 
We'll we'll finish off our starting lineup. We'll go to Derek White. We'll do all that. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comments section. Pro smart, anti smart, whichever it is. Let me know what you think. And I would love it if you shared the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody. They should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.